0: Welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Langelzigich I'm Roy Vandewater.
1: I'm Drew Lissweir.
0: I'm Derek Neighbors. Uh, okay, so today we're going to talk about an article that uh, we found from Esther Derby. Uh, it's titled, But Are They Working Hard? And it's kind of a story about some managers in an organization that's adopting Agile, and they're kind of wondering to themselves, okay, everything seems like it's going well, but, you know, there's this guy over here, and he's got that senior word in front of his title. He's the senior developer, and I'm wondering is that guy really doing senior level work? You know, this team is this kind of cross functional thing and everyone's kind of doing a bunch of stuff all together. Like, how do I know that this guy is really pulling his weight? Why do you care? As the host of the podcast, I'm
1: not sure. Oh, okay. Maybe you care because <laughs> well, you're paying him a lot yes, more than everyone okay, else. Example. So okay. maybe
0: I'm paying this guy more or he's got more seniority or he's, you know, my buddy. And when special assignments come up, you know, in the past I've always picked him and, but now I'm just kind of wondering, like, is he kind of just goofing off now because he doesn't really have to work as hard? Well, I don't know. I, is that a legitimate concern of mine?
2: I, I think that's true. I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. But, yeah, I mean, if, if this guy is not pulling his weight, then maybe you can cut his pay, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think the
3: other way we see this manifest is, um, y- you know, good good people have to be pushed really hard. So sure. if, if I don't know if, if if I can't tell if that individual is really working hard or not, how do I know to whip him harder? Right? So in, in kind of the old school management style, if somebody's not working, you whip them and you continue to whip them a- until they are performing uh, to their quote unquote stretch goal, right? Um, but if you don't know if
2: the person is being stretched or not, how do you know to whip them? So can a team only reach its maximum potential if every individual on the team is reaching their individual maximum potential and are putting in the maximum amount of effort? I think that that's what
1: management 1.0 believes and how do you measure effort too i mean if if you know if you're talking about laying bricks or you know shoveling something yeah sure you can you can be maxed out and shovel as fast as your physical body can shovel but if you're on something that's creative like software or something else you know how do you physically think harder or think faster you know how do you judge that even?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it goes back to the work, work smarter, not harder, right? right? So, I mean, if you go to your snow shovel example, if I give you a tablespoon and I go ask you to su- shovel snow and you are l- putting every ounce of your body into it and you are just totally working so hard that it, there's no question, I mean, you are ready to be on the brink of death. You are sh- shoveling snow so hard. And then I turn around and I give you a two foot by one foot snow shovel and you're working half as hard but you're getting twice as much snow shoveled, should I be pissed
2: that you're not working hard enough? Right? Well, but it, so let's say I'm on am a senior developer on a team, right? And I see that this team is starting to is not going to hit their commitment or and let's say it's a longer term commitment like they're missing their release, right? So I I could see in in an organization, especially one in, that even has the concept of senior developers like me, right? <laughs> you're not that old. Well, you know, I'm a senior developer. So <laughs> I, I could see, like... Do you get the discount at Denny's? Yeah, it's, it's over 65 discount. The, um, I, think, I think I might still qualify for the student discount. <laughs> um, no, So I could see that what I would do as a senior developer is not help my team out, right? Let them, let them fail. So it looks like it's gonna, shit's going to hit the fan, and I'm not helping them from the beginning. I knew from the beginning that they weren't going to make it without my help. And then then what I do is at the last moment, when it looks like all is lost, I work my ass off for like two days straight, and I just kick ass, and now I'm the star. I mean, that's how I got the senior title in the first place, right? Like, why wouldn't I keep doing that?
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask, what is it, uh, you know, about the senior developer that makes them the senior developer? I think in this example in the article, a lot of it uh, seems to come down to maybe just, you know, you've been there longer, uh, or... Maybe you have exhibited some hero coding kind of specialties where you know you burn the midnight oil a few times, and then all of a sudden you know you're kind of loved by the manager, right? Uh, but you know what is it really? I think that's kind of the crux of the question. You know, why are the this person is a senior developer? How do I really know that they are a senior developer, especially if they're working in this environment where everyone's supposed to be kind of equal?
3: Yeah, I, I think this is a, a kind of a mindset shift that management's not gone through, and today the mindset is the person that works the hardest is the leader right so if you come in early you stay late and you write more code and you're more knowledgeable about the code clearly you're the code leader. You're the senior developer, right? Like that becomes what they look for, right? So who's going to burn the most midnight oil for me? When that person steps up, they will become the leader. And I think that on agile teams specifically or self-organizing teams, it really is all about continuous learning. And it's about... Learning how to adapt to situations and learning new things. And so I think the concept of leadership fundamentally changes. It's not the person who works the hardest. It's the person who gets the most out of the people or makes the people around them the best, right? That's who the real leader is on a team, on an Agile
2: team, is the person that people say, you know, this person makes me better at what I do. So. Is it, is it really the person who works the hardest, or is it perhaps the person who sacrifices the most? Because I think we've seen, even internally, where we have issues with uh, team members that have a kind of martyr complex. yeah, And, and they seem to rise to the position of leader because right. they earn respect through sacrifice. Yeah, I, I, de- I, def- I definitely think that that's just a form of
3: working harder, right? So I, sure. think, I think when you say, like, woe is me, look at what I had to give up to get this, that that largely becomes a, wow, you know, that person's really taking one for the team they're really working on you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i i don't want to say those are interchangeable pieces but yeah i definitely would say that 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 sacrifice commit whatever you want to call it sacrifice commitment um you know working hard you name it like all of the kind of management kind of one point or two point oh concepts uh you know like i don't have to crack the whip hard on that guy i know he's going to work hard i know he's going to sacrifice for me right
0: yeah and some of the things that um They were mentioned in the article that, you know, senior level things, quote unquote, are like pairing and mentoring, um, code katas, um, you know, examining the team's practices, looking for ways to improve. Those are all things, I think, that speak to Derek's point of helping the people that are around you improve. And I think the real sticky situation that comes up a lot, especially with an organization that's transforming itself from an HR perspective if you have people on the payroll or that they have some amount of, you know, they're the, in this position in the pecking order as a senior person, but these act, these attributes aren't things that only they can do. You know, they might be doing something like this in some aspect of the team for some period of time, and then someone else might get jazzed up about it, and they start doing it. So you have this kind of floating, kind of rolling leadership position where everybody can be some leader in some aspect, and now that
3: senior thing kind of disappears, Right. Right. Well, and I I think you start to have senior people at different things, right? So it it kind of becomes who's initiating the particular thing, and that person might rise to the leader of the team or the senior person on the team for that particular type of thing, right? Whether it be a technology or whether it be a process or whether it be whatever, that that teams start to say, like, so-and-so is kind of our go-to person for – they're the champion for – whatever that is, right? They're the database champion, or you know, they're the JavaScript champion, or they're the Agile champion, or they're the Kanban champion, or they're the, you know, training or teacher champion, right? Right.
2: So, so what, if, what if it seems like the entire team is kind of slacking off? Like, I remember we were reading about the article and briefly talking about it. Uh, we, it mentions the concept of something called social loafing. And I think, Derek, your eyes lit up when, when that was mentioned Um, I'm not really familiar with it. Can you explain what it is? I'm not too familiar with it. I talked about it a a, a bit uh, this last week,
3: but uh, with a number of other coaches. And and I I think the term goes something to the effect of, you know, this concept of when you get in groups, people start to defer responsibility um, and it kind of becomes somebody else will pick up that slack, right? And so there's kind of this loafing around concept, the more social something gets, and I, I think there were some studies done by some people uh, uh, doing a, like a tug of war type of thing. That if you measured people's exertion of force when it's one person tug of war against another person, uh, they give a much higher effort than when it's ten people tugging war against ten other people. Um, and I, I think there's some kind of concepts out there around uh, you know you know can that can that be contagious as well? Where you know you start to see some one person kind of loafing, that then that does that start to get contagious within? within a group. And I think that this is
2: uh, something that managers kind of, you know, fear, right? Is it something that we can prevent? Like, it seems to me like if we are being accountable to our effort and somehow broadcasting that to our team members, we can hold each other accountable. But is that something we even want to do or is maybe that measuring something we want to do not so that we ensure that everybody's spending maximum effort, but if we notice that everybody's spending maximum effort, it means we're doing something wrong and we need to change the way that we're doing something.
3: Yeah, I, I think that maybe the way that I look at it is if, if you're looking at the tug-of-war sample, um, you know, maybe I'm not pulling my absolute hardest, um, but if my team starts to lose, I do pull harder. Mm-hmm. And so if you're setting clear vision for people and you're putting goals out there for them to hit, um, you know... Can you can you uh, motivate them? You know, can you put motivations out there? And I'm not talking the like more money, more whatever. But can you put some intrinsic motivations out there mm-hmm. that get them to want to pull harder because you're challenging them? And I think that to me, uh, human beings have an innate uh, desire to learn and grow. Um, I think sometimes people get get a beat out of them or they get out of touch with it. But I think ultimately, if you're kind of challenging people to go deeper and harder than they're used to, um, that they tend to engage more. And so when I've seen social loafing, it's usually when the team or the organization is not providing much of a challenge
2: for somebody. And so they're like, well, I don't have to pull that hard because we're okay, regardless of how hard I pull. So I I don't know if it's just where the metaphor is breaking down, but it seems to me like if the goal is to win, right, in tug of war then it sounds to me that the minimum amount of effort required in order to win is the best strategy and the most sustainable strategy for a team to take. Is that, is that true in all cases, or is that, I don't I think it
0: sounds fairly true to me. Well, and so one of the examples that um, she mentions in the article, kind of a question she asks is, let's say we've got a few teams, and we've got them formed, they've got a foundation, and they start going, and they're producing software, they're you know, delivering results, and things are going well. As a manager, do you care if they're giving 100% of the work all the time? And I think that's kind of the core question. Like, are they working hard? Is that being a valid question? Like, should I even be worrying about that? You know, if they're still producing results, am I just measuring the results and I'm, am I only measuring effort? And then you get back to that concept that Derek had mentioned of, you know, do I get mad at Drew for, you know, being uh, less, you know, exerting less physical effort to shovel that snow because he's got a better tool for the job? Am I supposed to be mad at him about that? But he's delivering results. I don't care if he's working
3: half as hard because it's still working, right? Right, and I think it goes back to you're right. I mean, I think that teams should get to the point where they're only exerting as much effort as it takes to... Uh, basically pull past the goal mm-hmm. but i the second thing i would clarify is that I- if you win you should constantly be looking for better competition so if i'm playing tug of war and i only have to if everybody on the team only has to give 10 to beat an opponent we should be looking for a tougher opponent next time stop playing in, 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 until we get to the point where you know we are having to put more and more effort into um you know making that victory and uh, if we get to a challenge to where we can't win, then we need to start looking at what do we need to do? Do we need to go lift some weights so that, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to, you know, pull as hard to win the next time, right? And I, I think that that's, to me, the whole concept of a healthy team, right? Like, you know, put put your put, challenge yourself just enough that you're at a sustainable effort level, right? Because mm-hmm. I think 100% effort all the time is not sustainable. So sure. whatever that, that level is, and it's probably different for everybody on the team, get them to that point. See what you, what victories you can have and then challenge yourself. What do we need to do independently as an, and as a team to grow so that we can go against
2: harder and harder competition while still being sustainable? So it does kind of sound like we have – like there. it is still a smell if the team is exerting almost no effort and not because you aren't getting the results you want but because you should be con- – you might be con- – it might be reasonable to be concerned that your team is going to lose motivation if they continue to have to put almost no effort into their job on a daily basis. Absolutely.
0: I guess as a manager, um, if I am committed to the idea that I don't really care if my team's working hard so much as I hope they're delivering results and improving, like you're mentioning, Derek, should I be responsible for trying to find or uncover ways that they could be improving? Or should I just focus on like enabling them, giving them some culture or some guidelines for, that kind of continuous improvement, uh, mentality.
1: Well, same, well, same as, as like inside the team, I think, you know, as I mentioned in these bullet points, the leader or the senior person is the, as Derek said, the person who's going to, uh, kind of spread, spread his knowledge or, um, empower or enable the rest of the people on the team. So, and I think, I think people, maybe someone, somebody outside looking in can do the same thing, uh, is, you know, they're they're a senior or whatever for for whatever reason. You know, hopefully it's because of one of the bullet points on this list. How can they how can they use their mentoring skills or their coaching skills or or whatever skills they have to empower the team to be better? Because we can all be better. And it, you just kind of have to balance that sustainability versus effort.
2: So, do you need to be a senior developer in order to practice the things on this list? I don't think so. Senior developer, no. Do do we even have a need for senior developers or that title? Probably not. I mean, I, I think, kind of maybe hitting your question a little too,
3: Claudio is. I think that, I think that it is valid for leadership or managers to understand how hard a team is challenging themselves. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily working hard, but are, are they going up against tough tough opponents or not? And I think if they're going up against components that are complete softballs, uh, I think that it's okay for management to say, I think we should be. Trying to do harder, you know, solve harder problems, or do you know, basically, uh, you know, push harder. But that's not necessarily work harder, right? That's the the team needs a, a tougher challenge. In the same way that I think if they're being over challenged, the management needs to be able to pull back and say, you know, hey, we need uh, some potentially easier uh, opponents to, to to go against. And I think uh, to me, the difference is you're measuring kind of, or you're looking at the team, not the individual, and let the team decide what to do with the individuals, right? So if it's the, you know, hey, this is, you know, too hard, let the team figure out, you know, who needs to improve on the team and how they need to improve, don't dictate that to them. Don't say, well, if Roy would just work harder, then we would be able to beat this guy. So one last
0: question, just go around and you can give a yes or no answer. Uh, If you were on an Agile team as a senior developer, do you think it would be meaningful for the progress and improvement of the team for you to publicly uh, rescind your, or, you know, give up your senior developer title? Wow, that sounds cool.
2: Yes,
1: without being a martyr. Okay. To give, I I don't think it to say really I, matters. I'm
0: no longer a senior developer. I'm I'm a developer committed to the
3: team. Whatever. I am. What are
0: you guys? I, I don't think I that don't matters. Your pain. Uh, Just symbolic. Okay. Yeah. Derek?
3: Yeah. I, I I in principle I absolutely love it. I actually saw a, a team the other day uh, where somebody pretty much did that and said, "We're all developers here." Um, there is no better or no worse because somebody was talking about like a better developer, a worse developer, and, and their response was pretty much like we're we're all developers here. You know, there's not better and worse, and this was somebody who's seen as the senior person. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily changed things either. So, um, why I think it's noble and the right thing to do, um, I'm not sure that you know it's, do I, do it. It necessarily my,
2: helps. Do I lose my paycheck when I give yeah. it up? Because I, I want to <laughs> keep that.
0: All right, so if you right. are a senior That's developer a and
3: you would like to come yell at us,
0: we invite you to the Agile Weekly Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com slash Agile Weekly, and you can give us an earful about why we're wrong about your senior developer title. Or if you'd like to just join the conversation in any, any other aspect, we'd love to have you too. Thanks. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? head over to integrumtechcom slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.